Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. My name is Brian Ott. I'll be with you the next hour. You know, last week we got a question from a listener, and um, you are always welcome to send your questions in through our website at 525longtermcare.com. In fact, we actually really appreciate these questions because it kind of helps give us a, a kind of a compass on, you know, what direction we need to look at and, and what we need to talk about some of the topics. But last week we were talking about what happens if you run out of your long-term care insurance. And I was going over how the state partnership programs work. And that's basically a program that has been designed to reward you for getting long-term care insurance by saying that if you run out of your long-term care insurance, you can protect assets from Medicaid spin down rules. Basically, you can get on Medicaid without spending all your money down. Well, this week I got several questions from people that had listened to that podcast or to the radio program. And they really all wanted to know about the average amount of time that somebody uses long-term care. Because again, we were talking about what happens if you run out of your long-term care insurance. So like, well, how long do you really need it for? And one of the questions that we got was from Linda who asked, how do you know how much long-term care insurance to get? Is there an average that people use? And man, you know, this is just an honest question. But if you've ever listened to me on the show before, I've ranted and raved about how much I don't like averages. And again, I got an A in statistics in college, and it always gets my, you know, my ears always perk up when I hear somebody say, you know, fastest growing or most improved or cases. That, you know, we heard a lot of this at COVID, you know, cases went up by 78%. Well, they're not giving us what the baseline is. You know, did it go from three cases to five cases? You know, or did it go from 3,000 to 5,000? So you just have to be really careful with statistics and how they're used. And averages are one of those statistics. And I just don't really like averages, and here's why. Average is a simple way to take a large number of complex data points and try to simplify it to a digestible set of numbers. You know, something, what I call the bumper sticker talk, something we can throw on the bumper sticker that tries to make sense. And rarely do averages equal our personal experiences, which is what makes them so difficult to depend on. So when we're looking at long-term care planning and we're looking at long-term care insurance, try to get a look at the average, what we are really doing is we're getting a general idea of the population as a whole, but it doesn't mean this is how our situation is going to play out. And let me give you an analogy of averages. And I think this, this is something I want you to really think about. So this is similar to what happens for us when we turn 65, when we move into retirement, we go into long-term care situations down the road. Now, let's say that we're 65 and we're going to move into a retirement community where everybody has their own house. So you move in and you pay the million dollars for your house and you still have a million dollars of cash in the bank. So that's your retirement fund and savings and you're getting ready for retirement and get to enjoy your golden years. Now, when you're buying that home, the management of the retirement community informs you that 70% of the homes in this community will catch on fire. Now, you have to think about that. So it's okay, seven out of 10 are catching on fire. Now, you don't have to have insurance because you paid cash for your home. But the manager asked, would you like to get insurance? And again, if you're looking at the math and you're saying, well, seven out of 10 of the homes in this community catch on fire, probably insurance might be a good idea. So then the next question that the manager asks is, how much insurance do you want? Then the manager goes on to explain, he says, look, about a third of the fires are just really small fires. You know, they don't even require the fire department. Usually just like a little grease stove or kitchen fire or something like that, pretty minimal. And only about 25% of the homes in this community that catch on fire, and again, remember, we're talking 70% of them will catch on fire, 25% of those will burn to the point where they have to be rebuilt. But if we look at the overall average structural damage of fire, it's about $40,000. And so the manager is explaining all this. So really, you know, our average for fire in this community is about $40,000. So is $40,000 enough insurance? Well... How about $80,000? How about $120,000? I mean, that's two or three times more than the average. That should be okay, right? That, that should pretty much cover you. Of course not. I mean, you, you can't say that, and that's the problem with averages. 
because the cost to repair your home, if it catches on fire, could be a couple hundred dollars or it could be a million dollars. The whole thing could burn down. You, you just don't know what's going to happen. And that's the problem with averages. What we're looking at is we're saying, gosh, we're taking all this data, we're throwing it together, and we're trying to come up with this average you know, data point that we can absorb and, and make sense. So we have to be very aware of that. What you have to think about in this situation, if you're moving into that retirement community and you pay a million dollars for the home, is, you know, what what's at risk for you? What are you going to lose? If that house burns down, you'll have to spend your million dollars that you have in the bank to rebuild it. So yeah, you'll, you'll have a house, but you won't have any money left. You've, you've risked your assets. And that's what really you need to focus on. So if you insure your home for less than a million dollars, you get you know $500,000 of coverage, that may be more than enough insurance to cover it, but it may not. You may end up having to come up with another $500,000 if your house burns down. So when we go back to Linda's question, what is the average cost of long-term care? Or you can look at it from what's the average length of a claim? Is it two years, is it three years? However you want to look at it, it's the same as the average cost of a structure fire. That doesn't tell us what we need to know for our situation because we just don't know what's going to happen. When you're moving into that retirement community and they say that 7 out of 10 homes catch on fire, they don't tell you you're going to have the small kitchen fire or you're going to have the catastrophic event. They're just telling you as a general rule that 70% of these homes are going to catch on fire. And that's what's happening in long-term care situations in this country. The DSHS just tells us after age 65, 7 out of 10 of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation before we pass away. The wild card is we don't know what that means or what that's going to entail. So how much are we willing to contribute and for how long? That's really what we have to figure out. Now, to be fair, comparing this to a house, it's a lot easier to insure a home because what do you do? You, you, you go out and you, you know, they, they appraise the house and they tell you what it's going to cost to rebuild it. And I, in fact, I just got my homeowner's insurance bill uh, last week and I'm looking at it and they just go in and every year they say, okay, the cost to rebuild your house have gone up and that we figured that the, the new insurance is going to cost this much. So if you want catastrophic insurance, they kind of give you a finite number, right? We know what the cost to rebuild that house is. And then you can go through the house and you can get an idea of the cost of the personal items. Do you have any artwork? What's your furniture cost? So we have an idea. So if the whole house burns down, we have an easier way to say, this is how much money I need to insure against that. But my point is, Going back to the averages, right? The average structure fire in this country is about $40,000. That number was not wrong. So if we look at all the house fires in the country, the average is only about $40,000. Now think of all the homes that burn down. Think of these big fires that you see where blocks burn down. I mean, that's millions of dollars. But yet the average is only 40000 So that tells us that a lot of people have fires that are very small. Maybe $1,000. Maybe they have to replace their stove or, or cupboard over the stove or whatever it is. And so that's the problem, again, with averages. So there's been studies that have been done every year. And we do a lot of studies in the long-term care insurance industry. And it tells us what's the average cost for a wide variety of services. How much does a home health aid cost by you know an hourly rate? What is an adult daycare rate? How much does that cost? What's an assisted living facility cost? How much does a nursing home cost? And we can even get this data based on where we reside in the country. So you can just look it up by zip code. So Oklahoma, Texas, that's going to be less expensive than California or New York. And so we can get an idea on what the costs are today. The wild card for long-term care planning is how much long-term care do we need? How long are we going to end up in that long-term care situation? A few months? Yeah, probably not. Again, it's in the name, and I always tell people that long-term care, not short-term care, it's in the name, long-term care. What we're worried about in long-term care situations is that ongoing need for help that could last years. So last week, we discussed what happens when you run out of your long-term care insurance. And this week, I want to go to the other end of that yardstick, and I want to talk about lifetime benefits. And this is insurance that you will just never run out of. And this is the key difference to know. Because again, insurance being that bucket of money, long-term care insurance, we're deciding two things. How much money is in that bucket? And number two, how fast can we take it out? That's going to determine the length of the policy. So it's going to last you two years. It's going to last you four years. It's going to last you five years. What you're doing is you're simply taking 
the maximum amount that you can take out and you're dividing it into how much money's in the bucket. Well, there's a couple of companies out there that have bottomless buckets and there's plans out there that are called lifetime benefit plans that allow you to pull money out of that bucket for as long as you need it. And that's what we need by lifetime benefits. You will never run out of it. So that's true catastrophic insurance. So we're going to talk about lifetime benefits a little bit today, what happened to them, where they're at, what your options are. But first, we need to sneak in a quick break. So stick around. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. Um, You know, we've got some classes coming up. Our first class is actually going to be next Thursday. That's going to be the 15th. And that's going to kick off at 3 o'clock Pacific time. So that's 4 o'clock Mountain time if you're listening on one of the stations out there in Colorado. And then we have a follow-up the the next Saturday, a week from that Saturday, actually. So it would be the 24th. That class is going to be at 8 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Mountain time. So again, the classes are exactly the same. So whether you come Thursday or you come Saturday, the classes are the same. They're live, but really what it is, it's a way for you to jump on, go through all this information that we talk about in 45 minutes. We're going to teach you what long-term care is, what it pays for, how you get paid, what the government program's paid for, the difference between a traditional plan and an asset-based plan. And we're going to compare how self-insuring and Medicaid planning and long-term care insurance stack up. So we go through all of that information in the webinar, and then we answer your questions. The class is live, so you can just type in your questions, and we're going to get those, and we'll read them out, and we'll get those answered for you. So just a real great way to start the process of education. And we always say, in in order to get a long-term care plan in place, number one, you have to start with education. That's the first step. So the webinars are designed to do that. And then we'll also, we have a book that we can send you out. And we send that book out to the people that come to the webinar because we know that those people have already shown some interest. They put a little time. They've invested the time. We're going to get you out a guide to long-term care planning so that you can kind of read through and see some more examples. And then when you're ready, we'll start with you and we'll start uh, figuring out how to design a plan that's right for you. 
So this week, um, you know, if you just tuned in, we're going to talk about lifetime benefits. I, I was mentioning how we got a question because last week I was talking about what happens when you run out of your long-term care insurance. And we've touched on the, if you have a traditional plan that qualifies for the state partnership program, it just allows you to protect assets from the Medicaid spend down. But eventually you're, you know, there's, there, you're out of insurance. You got to get some other way to pay. So what we're going to talk about t- this week is we're going to pivot and we're going to go to the other end of that, that spectrum and we're going to look at lifetime benefits. And what that simply means is that when you turn on a policy, long-term care insurance, you would never run out of benefits. And so it's kind of different than other insurance that we have. Like if you think of how our medical insurance works now, we have a deductible, but outside of that deductible, there's no limit. So if it's, you know, 500,000, a million, 2 million, whatever, the insurance is going to keep paying that out. There used to be some limits on that, like total that they would pay, but that has been changed. So long-term care, again, think about it as it's that bucket of money that we're looking at. We're saying, number one, how much money do we want in that bucket? That's our what we call our total benefit amount. Number two, how much can we pull out of that bucket? So again, I think what people think about is, well, I have money, so why do I need long-term care insurance? Well, because this is a dedicated bucket of money that comes back to you tax-free, number one. Number two, you're just paying pennies for dollars. That's the advantage of it, and it never counts as income. And so it's a way to mitigate those high costs and keep you from having to convert your assets to income. That's what long-term care insurance does. So when I got in the business, you know, years ago, and if we look back at, you know, around 2000, basically there were about 120 traditional companies out there selling long-term care insurance. There were a couple of asset-based plans. They weren't real popular yet because there were still some tax complications. But the vast majority of the traditional plans out there, the companies that were offering long-term care insurance, offered lifetime benefits. And what that just simply meant is that, hey, you know, once you went on claim, you, your policy never stopped paying you those benefits until you passed away. So the easiest way to protect yourself from a true catastrophic policy, meaning, you know, how do you protect yourself from your house burning down? Well, you, in long-term care version, you would just simply say, I want a lifetime benefit. I want a policy that never stops paying that monthly benefit, whatever I decided that benefit to be. So the way you could save money, obviously, was to buy a smaller benefit. So you say, well, again, going back to the average claim, and back in 2000, the average paid out by an insurance company was about three years. Today, we're a little bit over four years. That's how. That's the average of what they pay out. So a lot of people would say, well, I'll just get five years of coverage, and I, I should be okay. But to really insure against catastrophic, you would just get a lifetime benefit. And it remained a very popular option for many years. In fact, my mom has a lifetime benefit. I have a lifetime benefit. I believe in lifetime benefits because it's just true catastrophic insurance. I'm, I'm worried about the big deal. I'm not worried about the, the little two months. And by the way, when we look back at averages, we go back to that, again, so dangerous. Four years is the average that the insurance companies are paying out long-term care benefits for that's when someone goes on claim, on average, the insurance company is going to pay out about four years. But here's the secret to it. A third of the people die within 12 months that file a long-term care claim. So again, remember we were talking in the first segment about you know, moving into that retirement community and the, the guy telling you that you know about a third of the houses, we have really tiny fires, but then about 25% burn completely down. Well, it's the same thing in long-term care insurance. That four-year average is reflecting that a third of the people die within a year. So if we take that third out and we do some basic third grade math and we rerun those numbers, it says if you make it a year, the average claim, you're going to be about five and a half years is what the insurance company's paying out. And that's right where my grandmother was, right about five and a half years. So again, you know, a lot of those people, they're so unhealthy. They have that stroke. They end up in long-term care and they're dead three months later. They just never recover. So that is factoring all that in as well, too. So again, you got to be really careful of, of, of averages. However, lifetime benefits, again, catastrophic coverage. They were very popular. In fact, all of the traditional carriers pretty much offered them at some point in the day. Almost all of them did. Some of them would limit you to 10 years of coverage. But as a general rule, almost everybody was competing with lifetime benefits. And that was really the way you started. That was a, they'd call that the Cadillac policy, right? I have inflation rider. I have lifetime benefits. I'm never going to run out of it. But those days are over. What happened? Why did the carriers get away from lifetime benefits? The truth is we only have one traditional carrier out there that offers lifetime benefits, and they just came back into the market with it in 2014. 
Prior to that, we didn't have any lifetime benefits on traditional plans, offered for several years. And we have one asset-based company that offers a lifetime benefit. It's by far our most popular plan, and it's the plan that I personally have. And so we have two companies out there, asset and a traditional, that offer lifetime benefits. So why did all the other companies get away from lifetime benefits? Well, I read this article years ago, and I, I wish I would have saved it because I've referenced it before. It was this, 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 I don't know, journalism major that was, I don't know what his, his background was, but it was just the stupidest article I ever read. And he was complaining about how insurance companies quit offering lifetime benefits because they made all this money for all those years on people and they decided to quit selling them. And I always think about that. I mean, just think of how stupid you got to be to write that article. Because think of the boardroom. You know, boss, um, we are just killing it on lifetime benefits. Our profit margins have never been higher, so I think we should stop selling lifetime benefits. I mean, th- th- that's exactly what he's saying. It just wouldn't happen, right? If they were really that profitable, everybody would be offering lifetime benefits. What instead happened is the insurance companies got away from for a very specific reason. They did a survey right after, it was right in the early 2000s or 2000, somewhere in there, and one of the big companies that did did this, went out and they, they said, okay, the average claim right now that we're paying out is last three years. So this was right about the turn of the century. So they went and they pulled all of their five-year policies. These are people that had been on claim that had at least five years of coverage, and they pulled all their policies for people that had been on claim that had lifetime benefits. And they gave them to their actuaries, and they said, start running numbers on this for us and give us some, some, some data back. And the data that came back showed that the lifetime benefit plans were paying out significantly more in claims than the five-year policies. And remember, the average claim was only three years. So just on the surface, you say, well, why does that make sense? I mean, it it, it shouldn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. We've got lifetime benefits that are paying out a lot more than a five-year policy, even though our average claim is only three years. Well, they dug into the data a little more, and they found quite a bit of facts. Number one, if you have a lifetime benefit you're going to turn the policy on sooner. Those people tended to turn the policy on and get the care they needed versus, you know, I have family members that are doing this. They're, they're hanging on to their policies until they really need it. They technically would probably qualify for long-term care, but they're going to hold on to it till they really need it. So a lot of people would do that because maybe they could get by with home and they're paying out a little bit of money out of their pocket, but they're going to save the policy till when they end up in the nursing home because they know it's really expensive then. And so, People would do that. They would turn on lifetime policies a lot sooner. They'd start pulling benefits out of that. They would get higher levels of care. And they also found that people with short benefit plans, like that five-year plan, they died of more stress-related illnesses, heart attacks and strokes. And we had a friend that went through this. It was very interesting. We found that she, she had a heart attack. She passed away. My mom was, I'm like, gosh, I didn't even know she had a bad heart. Mom said she was so worried about running out of her long-term care insurance. She was going to run out in a few months. And the next step was the Medicaid nursing home. So they did this very interesting study, and they quietly released this information to the insurance carriers. And then the third rail that was out there was the growing demand from Alzheimer's, from dementia, from cognitive claims. Because remember, that triggers a policy by itself if you're diagnosed with a cognitive impairment. So it was very interesting. Quietly, the insurance companies stopped selling lifetime benefits, and it's not because they were killing it and they were making money. They realized that they were just a lot more expensive because we treated them differently, we turned them on sooner, and they covered more catastrophic events like the dementia and the Alzheimer's. So when you think about this study, the advantages of having a lifetime benefit, if you can get one, is you're more likely to turn your policy on sooner, so you're going to get the care you need earlier on. You'll have a better level of care because you started that care sooner. You're going to have a better quality of life. You will protect your family and your estate from catastrophic events. And you know that you have a guaranteed income stream that you're not going to outlive. And so those are all the advantages of lifetime benefits. And so what we're really looking at is when we talk about averages, you just have to be very, very careful. Now, if you have two years of coverage, that's better than none. But that doesn't mean that that's going to cover you. If you have four years of coverage and the average claim is four years, that doesn't mean you're guaranteed coverage. So you just have to think that through. Hey, I'm looking at my clock here. I've got to sneak in a quick break for the news, but stick around. When we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Matthew and Christy, our client of the week, and I'm going to show you how we set up a lifetime benefit form and why we did it. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. 
Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. By the way, if you're listening in the car and you missed some of the uh, episodes of Long-Term Care Radio, we have them all on our website at 525longtermcare.com. You can get our podcast. Just uh, tell your smart speaker to play it. I tell my uh, my uh, Alexa to play it all the time just to irritate my kids because it's kind of fun. So um, glad to do that. We try to keep them in order. We try to keep about six months to a year's worth available out there all the time. And so the client of the week is probably our best segment. And if you're new to long-term care radio, this is what we do at the bottom of the hour. We come in with some you know, an example that we put together of some clients that we helped give you a little background, you know, what their concerns are, what we found out about them, why we did it this way. The key takeaway for this is don't get hooked up on the numbers. The numbers are going to vary for everybody because if you're a year older, you're going to pay a little bit more. If you're five years younger, you're going to pay less. And, and so that's just the way it works. And there's also health. But just understand the idea is that there's a lot of different ways we can design these plans. This week, we have Matthew, who is 66 years old, Christy, who is 64 years old. They're both retired. They're proud parents of three adult children. They have four grandchildren so far. They're hoping for some more. Uh, they came to us to put a plan in place just really to protect their estate and mitigate any of the consequences you know, for, for their family. They just didn't want to pass that on. Their biggest concerns protecting their assets. They had a wide variety of assets. A lot of them were fixed assets meaning real estate, property, things like that. They did not want to be a burden on their kids. They wanted their kids to be able to go on with their lives because their kids have younger kids. And we're starting to see a lot more of that. You know, my mom is uh, started having kids at 20. Her mom was 20 years old when she had my mom, and my mom's the second born, and so that was normal. Now we're starting to see people like me. I didn't have my first child until I was in my mid-30s. So you're starting to see these people that are in their 60s now with kids that maybe have very young children or they're still planning on having children. And so they just didn't want their kids to have to give up their life and, and worry and take care of them. Um, they really wanted a dedicated source to pay for care. When we were going through their assets and, and everything, it was very fascinating because they had a lot of money. They had plenty of money to pay for long-term care. It's just that they would have to convert those assets to income, meaning they'd have to sell something. And that's what I always tell people. If you think you're going to self-insure and you need an extra, you pick a number, you need an extra $6,000, $8,000, $10,000 a month, whatever it is, what's the first asset you're going to start liquidating? And you go through that list. And then when that one's exhausted, what's the next one? Because that's what you do when you self-insure. So really, Matthew just said, look, I, I really would like to have a dedicated source of money just to know we know flip the switch and that money's coming in. And that would alleviate some pressure of us maybe having to sell something that we don't want to sell. And he's exactly right. Now, another big concern for them, quite frankly, Matthew's mom had dementia and was in a facility for seven years, and it just had a devastating effect on, on, on his entire family. He said financially and emotionally. He said mom was not prepared. Their parents did not have long-term care insurance. They basically just withered down the estate, and the kids were pitching in and helping out, and he said he saw that firsthand. It was just brutal. Christy has a sibling who is living with and taking care of her mom. So her sister is actually living with her mom and taking care of her. So they're both seeing this firsthand. They're in the middle of it. Um, and so they really are wide eyes wide open, and they're saying, look, we, we don't want to pass that on to our family. We want to try to do something, and, and we've heard about some of these new plans. We want to see about putting something in place to protect our family. So here's what we found out about them. Both of them are in good shape, um, so they have options. They're not in perfect health, but they, you know, at 66 and 64, they're still in good shape. And again, we always start with that pre-screen. That's what we're going to tell you. That pre-screen is for between you and us, not the insurance carrier. And we're going to go through that, your health and the medications that you're taking, procedures, and kind of figure out where you're at and is this the time to get a plan in place and what options we have. So they had quite a few options. They were in pretty decent shape. Um, they had a lot of fixed assets, again, including some commercial property. Um, they had, you know, their home. They had a second home as well. And, you know, those are fixed assets. So, again, when we look at that, that's, yeah, on the balance sheet, might be worth a couple million dollars, but really you've got to sell it to get that money to pay for care. So that's the difference with fixed assets. 
they had a retirement account. They had some cash savings as well. In fact, they just sold a rental property and they are not going to replace it. They are going to get out of the residential rental. So they just had a property that they owned for years and they sold that. So they're setting on quite a bit of cash from that as well too. Um, they both like to travel. They travel several times a year and they want to keep that up. They have, uh, you know, two of their kids live close by. One of their kids lives a little further away. So they like to travel and bounce around and see the kids and the grandkids. They'd like to age in place, but they were very well aware, especially Matthew watching his mom with Alzheimer's. He said, it may come a time where we need to move to a facility or one of us need to move to a facility and goes, I don't want to be in a situation where that forces the other one to move out. And folks, this is a very valid point. When you think about this, is, is a, is a, this happens quite a bit. You'll have somebody that their health becomes compromised, and the spouse is actually in really good shape. And so they've got to decide, can they really manage them at home? Well, sometimes the best case is for them to move somewhere else. And this happened to my grandmother. She was married. She was living in her home. She was receiving care. And it got to the point where it made more sense for her to go to an assisted living facility. Well, her husband wasn't ready to go yet. He wanted to stay back behind get some things settled out, worked up, and then get the house on the market and move in when he was ready. And so that's what they did. And so that's kind of what Matthew is talking about here. And and Christy, they're saying, look, if one of us have to go to a facility, we don't want that to necessarily force the other one to have to move out. So we want that income stream coming in so that we can afford the two houses at the same time, right? I'm paying for assisted living over here, and I'm still paying for my existing house. So that's something that they really wanted to worry about. Um, Here's what they wanted from a plan. They, again, a defined bucket of money. That's what long-term care insurance is. So you're saying right now, like, think about what we all do. We have our retirement account. Then we have our maybe our, our, our cash savings, our little emergency fund. We probably all have a little bit of cash stuck away in, a, in the safe or in a book somewhere in the, in the den or whatever. And so we have all these little buckets of money. And that's really what they're saying is what they wanted was a defined source of money. So they wouldn't have to figure out like what stock do I sell or do I drain my savings account or do I start spending down my retirement account or do I sell this piece of retirement? So that's what he was saying with long-term care insurance. I want a defined bucket of money and that's what it does. They wanted catastrophic coverage. And again, this goes back to their personal experience. A lot of people look at it and say, yeah, you know, a couple years of coverage is fine. But he's saying, look, I don't want to worry about running out of coverage because if I'm in, you know, year six of a 10-year journey, I don't want to worry about my policy running out. So that's something they wanted. They wanted lifetime benefits, basically. They wanted support to manage their care. So again, you've heard me talk about this. We have reimbursement policies out there that reimburse you, and they're going to offer a tremendous amount of claim support because they've got the paperwork burden on their shoulders. So they've got to verify that the money that they're giving you is for, you know, actually tax-free long-term care services, which, you know, or anything that you're going to get when you hire an agency or you move into an assisted living facility. So that is the type of policy that's going to give you this excellent claim support The other option out there is if you get a cash or what they call indemnity benefit plan, they're just going to send you a check and they're not going to give you anything else. So think of that. Your house burns down. You either have a team that shows up with their clipboards and they go to work and they get contractors or permits and they get your house rebuilt. That's reimbursement. Or you get a sack full of money on your porch with a little note that says, thank you for being our customer and the rest of it's up to you. So they wanted that claim support so that their kids didn't have to figure it out and they didn't have to figure it out. They love the idea of getting money back if they didn't use their plan. That was something that really caught their eye. And, you know, a side note here, again, Matthew figured they would self-insure. Now, he watched his mom go through this, and he was looking at the cost. But, again, I I don't want to mix words here, but the vast majority of my clients could self-insure if we're just looking at it from raw data, from numbers, okay? You're not, meaning you're not going to run out of money if you end up in a long-term care situation. It's just that you're going to have to liquidate assets. You're going to have to sell off things that maybe you don't want to sell. You're going to pay, again, if it's retirement account, you're going to pay a dollar thirty for a dollar of care. If it's if it's capital gains or you're selling real estate, you're going to pay a dollar twenty five for a dollar of care. Because you got to sell a dollar twenty five of assets to net out that dollar because you got to pay taxes. So it's a very inefficient way to pay for care. It's the least efficient way to pay for care. Again, I say it's like shopping at seven eleven versus shopping at Costco. You know, right? Your dollar goes a lot further at Costco. So Matthew was really under that. You know, he says, look, I was planning on self-insuring. And then they heard about these assets-based plans that will pay you back. They were in a situation now where they had sold some real estate. They were setting on some money. And the idea was, can I reposition some of this money 
take it out of one pocket, put it in another pocket, and get some benefits. And so that was his idea of, of looking at these plans. They wanted a flexible plan that would follow them around regardless of where they were at. So they were probably, again, going to probably stay put for now. But they said, you know, we might move. If our kids all moved somewhere, we might move. So they wanted something that would give them some flexibility if they moved and also something that would pay for a wide variety of services, meaning care in your home, assisted living, whatever. And that's what long-term care does, by the way. That's comprehensive today. So these, this is a particular plan that's going to do that. Almost all of the plans out there will give you what they call full comprehensive coverage, which means you got care covered in home, you got care covered assisted living, adult daycare, your kids' home, nursing homes, special memory clinics, it doesn't matter. So, so they were going to be covered fine. So here's what we did for them. Obviously, just from the talk of this, this is an asset-based plan client. They had a ton of money that they could, they had some that they could reposition. They weren't worried about running out of assets. This was just efficiency and services and mitigating those costs. So we looked at the asset-based plans. What we decided to do was we started talking about different ways to fund it. And, and the bottom line is for them is they just had sold this rental property. They did not need that money. It was just sending cash in the bank. And so they said, we would like to do something with that. Now, one of the things I said, well, we can look at it in two ways. We can look at it from a monthly benefit, meaning I want X amount of dollars per month coming in, or you can look at it from I'm comfortable repositioning this amount of assets. And that's really the approach we took with Matthew and Christy because they were looking at it, and and I agree. If you say, well, I want $6,000 a month, is that enough? It might be. It might be too much, or it might not be enough. If I want $8,000 a month, it might be you know, too much, or you might end up in a special memory clinic and you might be spending 15,000 months. So that's the wild card with long-term care. We don't know what those costs are. So we got to go back and look at that data that's out there. Here's what an average hourly rate is. Here's what assisted living is. We know that in your area, you can get a one bedroom assisted living facility for $7,200 a month. You're like, okay, I, I, I have a baseline where I'm at. And I also know that I have X amount of income coming in for my rental income and my social security and my retirement accounts and stuff. So that's how you kind of work that budget. So what Matthew and Christy decided to do, say, look, we would reposition, maybe they were originally thinking, you know, Medicare, and you, if you're looking at the, the websites out there, they say that in retirement, you're going to spend about $250,000 per person in medical costs. And so they were giving me that number, and I said, well, that's kind of skewed. That's because, again, a lot of that's for acute care and Medicare um um, insurance and all that other stuff. But I said, but for long-term care, well, we don't know. You might spend way more than that or not, but I don't need $250,000 per person to get you a meaningful plan. I said, let's look at $250,000 just total for the two of you and do a joint plan. So that's what we did. We ended up looking, taking a, a chunk of money of $250,000 and depositing it that with the insurance. And it actually ended up being two hundred fifty thousand five hundred and two dollars because what we what, what we ended up getting was about eight thousand dollars a month or ninety six thousand dollars a year per person of long term care insurance. So that's their benefit. So again, remember the bucket of money. How much can I take out? Well, they can each pull out eight thousand dollars a month, which is ninety six thousand dollars a year. That's tax free to them for as long as they need it, and. The amount of money in that bucket, well, this is a lifetime benefit. So it's catastrophic. It's true bottomless bucket of money. There is no limit on this. So if they both went on claim tomorrow, they could be on claim for 30 years. This policy would not stop paying them that $96,000 a year per person. So again, remember on joint policies, if they're both on claim, they're pulling $16,000 a month out of that bucket for as long as they need it. So that's what the lifetime benefit does. So $250,000 in provides them $96,000 per person for unlimited amount of time. That's their long-term care benefit. If they never use this plan, remember this was something that they really liked the idea of. If I put this money in with the insurance company and we don't use it, what happens? Well, they're going to get paid back 266667 So just round that up to $267,000. So 250 in. 267 coming back to the estate if they don't use it. So they're guaranteed to get all the money that they put back, a little bit more in. Now, again, when you see that guarantee return on these asset-based plans, if they use less than that, they're going to get the difference paid back to their estate. So if just one of them goes unclaimed for that three months and they you know, they, they end up, or, or six months, and say they, they use $60,000 of long-term care insurance, well, the estate, they're going to look at that that total return of 266 and they're going to say, you used... 
60000 so 206 is paid back to the estate. So you'll always get your money back, either tax-free benefit back to the estate in the form of a death benefit or tax-free long-term care benefits or a combination of the two. But should they need long-term care, this is why they have it, because now they have unlimited long-term care. So they could be on claim for 10 years, and they could each pull out $960,000 tax-free out of this policy. It would continue to pay. So that's what I mean by lifetime benefit. Some of the other features this plan has is going to give them two times that monthly benefit for caregiver training. So that's $16,000. So that's if one of them needs to you know, take a class, like, like especially just stuck with Matthew. His mom had Alzheimer's, and early on, they have a lot of training and courses you can take now to deal with a loved one who has dementia because their brains are working differently than yours, and so you can go to some training. You can go to training for medication management. You can learn how to lift and transfer people, whatever it is. They'll pay family members 16000 for that. They'll also give you $16,000 to help with things like uh, wheelchair ramps, uh, grab handles, uh, adjustable beds, stair lift in your home if you need to get upstairs. So anything you need to make your home a safe environment to age. Because, again, most people want to start their long-term care journey in their own home. That's why we get long-term care insurance. It's got the concierge claim support, which was very important. Christy really liked this. Again, this particular company assigns somebody to you and your family so that it doesn't matter if I call, you call, your kids call. They're going to be able to call this one person, and they're going to know what's going on with you. You're not going to be explaining who you are and your policy number and all that stuff. That is what they call the concierge claim support. They're your dedicated internal person to help with care manage, case management, um, care coordination, helping you get the resources you need, explaining claims, all that stuff. Just think of them as the travel guide. So just a really well-rounded policy. And when you think about what they did, they went from a the unknown, right? I, I don't know if I have enough money or what am I going to have to sell? I don't know what taxes I'm going to pay if I start liquidating assets to now they say, well, look, we know that we each have $96,000 a year for the rest of our life for as long as we need it. If that doesn't pay all of their care, it's going to pay the majority of it in most situations out there. So that just gives them a peace of mind. And if they don't use this policy, guess what? They get all that money paid back to the estate. They're actually going to get a little bit more. So that's just a great way to look at how you design these plans. Now, they could have done this over time. They could have done it over five payments or 10 payments. But again, because they had just sold some property, interest rates are low. The stock market's kind of, he wasn't feeling real comfortable about that. He says, you know what, I'm just going to put this money in here and I know that I'm covered because I know I'm going to get that money back one way or the other. So just a real simple, nice plan. So, okay, I'm looking at my time here. I've got to take my final break here, but stick around when we come back. I'm going to give you, um, talk a little bit more about the lifetime benefits, but I'm also going to give you an interest rate update. So we'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. You've heard me say Brian Ott with 525 Advisors is the best in the country when it comes to long-term care planning. And it's not just me saying that. Recently, Brian was recognized as the top advisor in the country for long-term care plans with lifetime benefits. That's the same type of plan my wife and I have. Well, this is the fifth year in a row he's received this award. That's truly amazing. But when I asked Brian about it, he said he couldn't do it without you, my listeners, because you get it. And you're a bit smarter than the average person. I know that. Long-term care planning is about protecting the people you care about, and government is not going to do that for you. My wife and I put a plan in place with Brian. We have the comfort of knowing that our care will be funded and managed in a time of need, taking that burden off our girls. And if we get lucky and don't need it, our plan will pay our estate back. I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's not. Get the peace of mind knowing your family is protected. Contact my friends at 525 Advisors and work with the best. They'll take time to design a custom plan just for you. Find out more at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. 
And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Um, Again, if you're listening live, we have a couple classes coming up. Next Thursday, the 15th, is going to be our next class. And then the following, uh, the, the week from that Saturday, the 24th, we have another class. And the times and the sign-up is just uh, go to our website, 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. All you have to do is register. Give us your email. We're not going to spam you, I promise. We will send you a link. We'll send you a reminder. And all you do is you click on that link and you jump on and you just watch it live and you get your questions answered. And um, it's just a real simple, straightforward course. And so um, no pressure. We're not going to offer to sell you anything. We don't do any of that stuff. We're just here to educate you get you started, tell you a little bit more about the process. So we were talking today about, you know, catastrophic coverage or what we call lifetime benefits. And unfortunately, there are just two carriers out there that offer lifetime benefits. And I will tell you, we were just going through year-end data, about 70% of our clients on the asset-based policies are lifetime benefits through the same company that I have mine with. And it's just a, a great company, A-plus, mutual rated. They've been doing it for 30-plus years, concierge claim support, all those things that are really important. On the traditional pay-as-you-go type of plans, we have one company out there that offers lifetime benefits. And truthfully, we don't do a lot of that because, again, it's expensive. And so what we're really looking at is the two categories If you're more of a middle class, a smaller estate, trying to pay an ongoing premium on a lifetime benefit now has become really expensive. The company that offers this is really counting on C corporations, you know, businesses that will buy that policy for their executives because they can write off 100% of the premiums and they'll do it in, you know, 10-year payment plan or single lump sum payment plan or they have a continuous pay. But for the average consumer out there, if you're not doing asset-based with lifetime benefits, the traditional plans are, are, are restricted to a lot of them will go to a bucket of money. For instance, they'll say you can start with $500,000 in your bucket. You can take out up to $10,000 a month. You can put an inflation rider on. So there's going to be some kind of limitation. Or other companies will say you can pick a dollar amount up to, say, $300 a day of coverage, but you can only have six years of coverage. And so that's what we're really faced with out there. But for the asset-based clients, the vast majority of them, just like Matthew and Christy, the reason why they went lifetime benefits, because if they would have gone to say three years of coverage each or six years combined, five and a half years, somewhere in there, the premium, you know, for that same $250,000, they would have maybe got $9,000 a month, but it would have been a limited amount of coverage. And so the vast majority of my clients will look at that. And I personally would rather say, look, I will take a little bit less per month of benefit to know that I have true catastrophic coverage. Because, you know, there's a lot of things that could put you in a lifetime claim. You know, spinal injuries, um, you know, who knows? Alzheimer's is a big, big scare. That's the number one claim. So you just, you know, having that catastrophic, it's like a pension. You know you're not going to run out of that money. And, again, the company's got a way for it for a reason. Because if you have lifetime benefits, you're more willing to turn that policy on, use it, which means you're probably going to get the level of care that you need, the right level of care you need sooner, which is going to give you a better quality of life. So there is no perfect plan out there. I will tell you that right now. When I started my journey in long-term care, personally, I had four years of coverage on a traditional plan. That was a policy I took out when I was in my 40s. Then when I turned 50, I ended up getting an asset-based plan with a lifetime benefit plan, and I walked away from my traditional plan. 
So you, you know, having some coverage is obviously better than no coverage at all, but depending on what stage in life you're at, maybe you get a traditional plan because you might become uninsurable down the road and having something is better than nothing, but lifetime benefits is going to give you the ultimate peace of mind. It's going to give you the true catastrophic coverage, which is what so many of my clients like. And the other thing on a joint policy, when you've got a husband and wife, what you have to realize is the husband can be on claim for 10 years. It has zero effect on the wife's benefit. He's not spending down that joint bucket of money. It's, it's unlimited benefits. Um, one last thing I wanted to give you an update here is, you know, the market is, it's a lot of predictions out there. Market's going to be kind of rough uh, moving out there. And so the interest rate environment out there for the deferred savings, the multi-year guaranteed fixed annuities, that's another insurance product that works like a CD. Those rates are going up. So if you're setting on cash and you're trying to figure out a better way to save money, those rates you can get on a guarantee, say, as short as three years, you can get pretty close to 4% now, depending on how much you deposit. The advantages of those is that that money grows tax deferred, unlike a CD where you got to pay tax on your interest every year, a multi-year guaranteed deferred annuity, just a fixed annuity. All it is is that money is just sitting there growing tax deferred, and at the end of those three years, you can flip it over to something else, or you can take the money back out. You would pay tax on your gain there, but you're going to compound more. So keep an eye on that for people that are setting. I know we're seeing a lot of that now. A lot of our clients are moving some of this money out, just like our client of the week. They had some cash from the sale of a property. They did not want to put that in the market. So there are some alternatives out there, and we have plenty of information. If you want to reach out to us, we'll be glad to discuss that with you. So, uh, again, you burned another hour with us. Thanks so much. I'll be back next week with another new show. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.